0: Hello traders and friends, today is Thursday, November 19th. Welcome to the Are You Green podcast. As you guys probably can guess from the title of this episode, um, I had a pretty crazy day um, that resulted in a, in a loss for me um, and we will definitely break down uh, what happened, what, how much I lost, how I mitigated risk, and more. The SPY today opened at 355.68. Um, and, you know, it was uh, opened, a, it opened a little bit lower than the previous close, 356. And during the day, you know, it, I thought for sure we were going to end red uh, for the SPY, but it's really rallied in the last few hours. Um, it's now at 357.93. So you never know um, what's going to happen towards the end of the market. The XLK technology sector, it opened. Opened at 12015 and it has been you know barely staying green all day um, right now it is sitting at 12147 so um, definitely up from closing yesterday which was 120 um, and you know the question everybody wants to know are you green? And yes, I am green in my personal account. And that's crazy because I had a loss today. Um, And we'll again, you know, go over how that breaks down uh, in a minute. But yeah, I'm very green. Um, So really happy about that and really excited to break down uh, what happened with this losing trade, um, so that we can really all learn from it. Um, I also want to talk about the news. There is um, a lot of COVID news from around the country that came in today, and you know everybody feels like that really affected the beginning of the market. Um, so we'll talk about that, and then we'll also, you know, as usual, dive into my personal trades. Um, you know, trading the uh, <laughs> the now stock that is you know, he who must not be named (laughs) stock. uh, It's S-C-S-I-Q. And then what happened with a couple of misses I had because I was focused on this losing trade. So thank you so much for tuning in and uh, we'll take a short break and then come back. Today, the United States hit 250,000 COVID deaths. This news has uh, really shaken everyone today because country, uh, because other countries are also surging with COVID, but the United States has really been hit the hardest. Um, so that's pretty crazy when you think about how advanced the United States is, um, and you know how horribly we are handling this pandemic. So I'm sorry to those of you who have family out there um, who you know have had COVID or you know maybe passed away. Um, you know, I really hope that we can come together as a country after this and uh, and be stronger. So in the meantime, please be sure to wear your mask. Um, you know, and socially distance, wash your hands, all of that those items. Um, New York, as I mentioned yesterday, was uh, planning on closing the schools down, and there were protests today. Um, it's actually really interesting because the gyms and the restaurants are still allowed to have limited capacity. I think it's like 25%, um, and yet they're closing down schools. So it's really unfair to the parents um, that, you know, they've chosen to keep these restaurants open. But not allowed the schools and in the end, it really hits the households the most because, you know, it allows it it distracts working moms who might be working from home um, and kind of, you know, puts people in a bind. So um, there were protests around that today. There's also news around the hotel industry. Seventy percent of hotels could close within the next six months unless we have some t- type of fit- stimulus package come through. This was crazy to hear. I used to be in the hotel industry. Um, mm-hmm. It is, you know, I still love hotels, and uh, and I am just very fortunate that um, I changed career paths. But um, you know, I I do feel for for those still in the industry and. Um, you know, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, I like, you know, what Burton Merkel said today. For those of you who don't know him, he's like the one of the greatest investing minds of today. And he came out and said he is not going to predict the future with uh, what we have seen this year. Um, Usually, you know, that people come to him for his investing advice and, you know, predictions. And he flat out said, I do not Know. Um, I loved that he came out and said that. It was really interesting because just um, a couple days ago, I posted a, a quote on my Instagram. It's the most important three words in investing is, I don't know. If someone doesn't say that to you, then they are lying. <laughs> so um, James Ultra said that. He's a trader and entrepreneur and um, really successful guy. Um, and so, you know, I just want to emphasize that I love that you guys are listening to this podcast. But in this, you know, market. I'm happy to report to you guys that I don't know. Um, and on that note, we'll just dive right into my personal trades. Um, so what happened this morning, first of all, I was watching NCLH. As I talked about yesterday, I really wanted to buy it at a uh, low price of 2025 that I had an order in. Um, but what happened this morning is it actually shot up right from the open. So the open was around $20.80. And then, you know, it never dropped. I didn't get a chance to get my buy-in. So, you know, whatever. You got to just walk away from that one. Um, And then I got involved in Canadian Solar. So um, this had obviously, this stock had a huge drop. And it's all about the timing you know so I just really wanted to make sure that I didn't lose this you know ginormous move opportunity Um, basically you know the stock opened at 39.49 and you know there were a bunch of pivot points that I was thinking you know it was gonna bounce at which is 38.59 so I thought it would bounce there and it just kept on going down and down and down and further so um, it got to $37.66 3766 and I thought, okay, I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to start a trade on this. Maybe it'll be a swing trade, maybe it'll be a day trade, but I'm going to this is what my starting position and I'm going to go really small in at the price point of 3766. So, um as you guys have heard, I did this again in another episode, but or another day, but basically I bought a little bit more than I wanted to. Um I had a couple orders in and then they all kind of got filled before I could cancel Um, so that was really frustrating and the reason why I even got caught up in all of this is because after I put in my first buy order at 3766 I saw this like news that came out basically saying that you know the solars. We're gonna have to pay more taxes. I don't know. You know, but I know that it was negative news, obviously, because the stock kept on dropping. Um, at that point, I sold um, a little bit off at thirty six sixty six to take a one point loss. Um, so that allowed me to, you know, lower the size of what I was holding, um, so I could be more intentional about the trade and, you know, and and just take that loss in stride. And obviously I thought that, you know, it would go back up and the loss would just be eaten up by the gain, right? Wouldn't that be nice? Um, but no, it continued to drop and drop. So what I did at that point is I looked at the, you know, the chart, the 90 day, um, I think that, you know, 90 days is a really great period um, for you to get a sense of, you know, the way that a stock is moving. So that's my favorite time period on the chart. I have a few 90 day views. I've got 90 day and with five minute candles, I've got 90 day with hour candles. So lots of those, um, you know, that is that's really my bread and butter of and really feeds in well to my strategy. So when I looked at the ninety day, um, what really stuck out to me was November fourth. So I wanted to take you know dive in deeper. The reason why I always look at these past patterns is because the stock market um, does often times repeat the patterns um, you know for a, a, a ticker. So you know, for one of the stock names. Um, We call them tickers. I don't know if I've ever explained that. So sorry if that was lost, but the ticker is like CSIQ and that's like the name of the stock. Okay, anyways, so (laughs) I took a look at the charts. Um, I looked specifically at November 4th because um, there was a drop off the open. What was fascinating to me is that I calculated, you know, how far that uh, candle dropped from the open. Um, I actually did this focusing on the 90-day 10-minute view, um, and so I had 10-minute candles. Um, and then from that point, I, you know, calculated how far that drop was, and then I wanted to see how far the drop was today. They are both negative 2.7. I thought that was crazy. Like, I can't even make this up. Like, those, the drops ex- were identical from this, you know, from the open. So, um, you know, then I looked at the second red candle um, and looked at that amount of the drop, and then there was a bounce. Um, and same with November 4th. Only in November 4th, the, you know, the stock had a much larger bounce and was continuing to grow up a few candles. So, you know, that's what I was originally looking for um, when I, you know, was really focusing on this um, because it hit that bottom of 30, it looks like it's thirty five forty two, um, which again was the same movement as November 4th. And then, you know, when it started to um, hit the the second candle, the second red candle, um, I was, you know, still like, OK, and this is going to bounce and it's going to be great just like November 4th. OK, so what happened next? It did not bounce like November 4th. <laughs> So unfortunately, I just got like one green small movement up to 36.62. And then it was like down again and just going completely sideways. Um, It was really painful. I drew a line that was like my unofficial stop loss so that was at thirty five thirty seven. 37 um, the way that i did this is i placed it just a little under the low of the day um, and i thought like that's i already know i'm wrong on this trade but that's where like i'm just gonna be all out um, but from this point when it was going sideways around 36 i really thought it was going to go back up to the weekly pivot Around, you know, 3660, so I could at least get out of this trade with what I originally sold. So being one point down, right? That was the goal. Did that happen? No, it did not. No, absolutely not. Because the trade kept on going sideways. And so I just, you know, started selling. And, you know, I tell you guys all the time do not panic sell. And this was definitely not a panic sell because I was watching the candles and so on. But, you know, it was not as graceful as an exit (laughs) as my trades usually are. Um, I ended up averaging out at thirty six thirty four, which was a 1.32 loss. Um, I, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast, you know, for the past, you know, 21 episodes, you guys know that I really focus on the swing trades. Therefore, I give a lot of the tickers I enter into. I give them time to grow. And I take my profits. And sometimes, you know, I'm selling a bunch on one day. Sometimes I'm holding a bunch. But that's my normal. And there's not very many trades that I go wrong in and I lose money. Um, So, you know, this was one where I wanted to mitigate my risk. I felt like I should have gotten out of it in the first place and I didn't. So I did go ahead and take this loss. And um, the biggest thing about this was the loss in time. And that's really the lesson moving forward. I use a scanner and also and on my scanner was SQ Squared today. It dropped off the open um, and I had that on my scanner list like for a stock for me to consider but instead i was tied up in all this garbage with canadian solar <laughs> so i missed it because i would have put in a buy right at that quarterly pivot at 18659 the low was 18583 on square and then it popped up to 193 so you know that would have been a huge gain today and you know that's what i missed when i was tied up in all of this so basically looking back what i'm going to do in the future as soon as i have a trade like this that i feel like it's going against me um and you know i wasn't married to my size in the first place or to this or to this idea then i should just get out quicker um i should have sold it all at 36.66 um and then i would have had some more time to enter in more valuable trades um so you know, a lesson learned. A big part of day trading, swing trading, is accepting losses and looking at your losses. And you just have to make sure that your gains are, are bigger than your losses, and uh, you'll be good to go. And also, it's good to learn out of, learn from any mistakes that you had. Um, what is really crazy is that I um, was so green today with my accounts because of all of my other trades that I have going on. So. You know, um, it's really important to diversify your account. So, uh, you know, I've got a bunch of sectors on there and, uh, and a lot of that, um, a lot of those swing trades went up today. Nothing came to a point where my sell order was. So I haven't, so I didn't make any sells today. Um, so, you know, I'll definitely let you guys know tomorrow if any of my cells get filled. Um, what I thought was interesting was the gain that Wells Fargo had today. So, WFC is um, Wells Fargo, and it's a, st- it's a stock that I entered into um, on June 10th when, you know, across the board, all the financial stocks were down. I thought I got such a great price, and I was, you know, really all in to hold this um, for like six months until I get a good return. Um, so, you know, for those of you out there, this is a very long term trade for me. I have a few of those you <laughs> Um, and you know, because Wells Fargo was up a little bit today, that did obviously raise, um, my account, uh, really far into the green. Um, but what I thought was really interesting when I kind of took a further look into what's happening with Wells Fargo and the finance sector, I realized that if I would have invested the same amount into Wells Fargo, but instead I would have put it towards the XLF. So that is the finance, um, like SP. 500 like segmented one so you know how we do the XLK today for um, XLK every day I look at that for um, the tech stocks so XLF is for the finance stocks so if I would have bought at that same time June 10th XLF it would have been 2540 and uh, today it's at 2727 and I'm still in the red in Wells Fargo as opposed to you know what could have been with XLF so I think you know that was another lesson learned that I got to dive into today that if I would have just um, you know I, I did the research I saw that the financial stocks were dropping and I saw an opportunity there. but. I didn't have a great reason for choosing Wells Fargo, to be honest. I just felt like all the financial stocks would just bounce, and um, it obviously didn't work out that way. And so, you know, next time I get one of these ideas about just a certain sector, that I think is a really great opportunity to um, invest into the XLF. So you know that is it for my um, personal trades of the day. Um, I'm just exhausted from that loss on Canadian Solar. Um, But when at the end of the day, I didn't lose that much capital. And I am glad that I could learn from it and bring it up to you guys. Um, I have one more segment when we come back from a short break, and it's around electric vehicles. So stay tuned if you want to get a little um, bit of an update on what's happening in that sector, stocks that are booming, and what to look for tomorrow. Let's continue our drive down the road to the S&P 500. Tesla today, as always, was such a fascinating stock to watch. Um, I love day trading and swing trading this stock. Um, The volatility is great. It's moving all over the place. Um, It always has decent volume and uh, really great returns. Um, This morning, we did see the stock shoot up to a high of 508. Some people thought that this was indicating a breakout and that, you know, the stock would continue to soar maybe even to the 528 range. Um, It did not. It, you know, kind of floated around the weekly pivot at 497 today. Um, If you are in Tesla for the long term, you have nothing to fear. The stock this year is up 502 percent. So that's huge. But in the electrical electric vehicle segment, there's even more successful tickers. So NIO is up more than a thousand percent for the year. Um, so, you know, Tesla's growth is definitely um, being seen across the industry. And it also has opened up the doors for other people to um, you know, really get into electric vehicles. Um, and that's why I really want to talk about GM today. Um, really quick back to the electric. I There's a few if you really want to stay in tuned and make a watch list for um, this segment. I would obviously look at Tesla, TSLA, Neo, NIO, XPEV, LI Auto. I love trading LI. FSR, which is Fisker, another great electric vehicle ticker to trade, and a kind of new one that I think might, um, you know, prove exciting in the future is FDVRV. Um, I'm sorry, FDVRF. Um, so it's a technology for electric cars. Um, But looking at what is happening with GM presents an opportunity for a long-term investor. Um, Basically, what's happening is GM, not only did they report really great earnings last quarter, but they are working on an electric vehicle line of their own. They've kind of dabbled in it in the past, but um, they're making it a priority. And by 2025, 60% of their inventory um, or the cars that they produce will be electric so that's definitely um you know a, a good uh goal for 2025 um and this is a stock that i think you know for somebody looking to hold a stock for years and years and years i would look at buying gm pretty soon um i'm not gonna lie i'm not even a car person and that electric hummer looks freaking awesome trucks are the most bought auto vehicle in the United States so if you can come out with an electric truck I I mean the potential is endless Um, so you know GM is definitely a stock that I'm going to be suggesting to my family to look at buying and um, I did want to kind of take a look at the levels so that you know you're not buying at the highest point Um, so you know again I'm not licensed to give you advice um, but you know so you got to make your own plan and take it at your own risk, um, but I am going to be watching for GM to fall at least down to the $40, uh, 50 range. It's right now at $43, um, and once it falls to that range, I might even wait until the quarterly pivot at $38.77. You know, that I think is a really great price point, and, um, and again, I'm going to be telling my dad to buy some at that price. Um, and then, you know, continue to hold that for the next few years. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening to this extra segment about electric vehicles. It's a really awesome uh, sector to trade in. Uh, please continue to... Follow me on Instagram at the RU Green podcast. Um, I love being able to answer your questions and interact with you guys. And um, thank you so much for listening. Tomorrow I will be doing a live stream of the podcast on YouTube, on my YouTube channel. So I'll put a link in the uh, description here so you guys can tune in and stay safe out there.